Porzu Daragahi is Middle East correspondent for the Financial Times. He's been covering the fighting in Syria from Beirut. He's not surprised that anti-Assad forces shifted the focus of their struggle to Damascus this week. I'm getting, you know, sort of information from activists saying that 70 percent of the Free Syrian Army at this point are not defecting soldiers, but just people who've lost uh, relatives in the last year and a half of fighting and have decided to take up arms uh, seeking uh, uh, revenge and justice for their loved ones. And so what it seems like is that what was once a peaceful protest movement in these parts of the capital has now turned into a uh, armed insurrection uh, uh, that is directed against the uh, Syrian regime. Uh, and this is something the Syrian regime must be terrified of. Right. And as we said earlier, somebody got very close to the inner circle of, of that regime, uh, claiming the life yesterday of, among others, Syria's defense minister. Do you have any better information on who did that? And more specifically, how did anti-Assad forces get so physically close to the government's inner circle? Well, I think, again, you know, uh, the, the capital has long been uh, uh, populated by people who are naturally inclined against uh, uh, Syria's regime. As these forces became more and more uh, armed, this sort of became inevitable um, because you're talking about janitors and cleaners and uh, lower-ranking officers and so on. According to one uh, Turkish news agency report, the bomb was placed by a non-commissioned officer uh, who uh, uh, was actually targeting Bashar himself. Uh, according to other opposition sources, uh, this was a, in a box of chocolates, according to the Daily Telegraph. I don't know. I think there's a lot of rumors and propaganda going around. Um, but this kind of event became uh, inevitable as a once peaceful uh, opposition movement uh, demanding citizenship rights uh, was met with extreme violence and resorted to militarization to fight back. Yeah, as for big pictures of what the bombing means, the White House said yesterday's bombing shows that Assad is losing control of Syria. How accurate is that assessment? You know, huge swaths of the country are already under opposition control. Um, I talked to one activist uh, just uh, yesterday who was telling me that um, the uh, Free Syrian Army people are even kind of contemplating setting up a system of ID cards uh, so that they can identify friend and foe. Um, they are getting their act together, and this has been going on for long enough now. In addition, they have the template in the Libyan uprising, uh, and I think there's a lot of lessons learned in terms of governance, in terms of setting up uh, uh, the machinery of a revolution uh, that they're drawing lessons from. I mean, what do you think will define a tipping point for Assad when most of the country is under opposition control and he's alone with his family in the presidential palace? Based on what I saw in Libya, people like this are not like normal people who make normal calculations. They are caught up in their own illusions and delusions. And so, uh, you know, I, I have a feeling that he will fight until the very, very bitter end uh, because he is uh, convinced that, you know, what he is doing is uh, uh, is right and that, you know, he is standing up for his country and his family and his tribe and his sect. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if there's going to be any kind of nice uh, end game when, um, you know, there's a tipping point and he makes a rational decision uh, that it's time to uh, hand over power or something like that. I think it'll end in a you know, bloody way because that's how it started. And meanwhile, the diplomats are still trying to get their act together at the U.N. What's going on there? China and Russia have vetoed the latest uh, measures to uh, impose harsher sanctions on Syria. You know, this is just totally unconnected. This is a red herring. Um, this is a battle that is about supply lines. It's about food lines in terms of getting supplies and, and weapons and ammunition to the rebels. Uh, it's about whether or not Russia and Iran can get weapons to the Syrian regime. That's what matters at this point, um, not what some diplomats in the halls of the uh, UN building are saying or not saying. 
The Financial Times' Borzu Daragahi speaking with us from Beirut. Borzu, thank you for the update. Always a pleasure.